What was it like growing up with five sisters? Well, that's why I boxed. <laughs> I think they thought I got knocked out, but it was like, I got rushed to hospital, but like, I still, still won. won. Yeah, I still won, so I will still pull it to this day. I know I won. Not. In boxing, like, there's a lot of corruption. It, it don't look good on the sport. Everything's down to you. Really, it's just how much you want it. What do I want in life? Like, obviously, I want to succeed, so. That's the one time where, like, my dad's never sort of, like, we're not, like, that emotional sort of, like, he, like, looked at me and was like, do you really want to do this boxing line? Like, that's the first time I think he sort of got a bit worried about, like, boxing. Born in the West London borough of Ealing, today's guest began his journey as a boxer at the young age of 10, following in the footsteps of his father and namesake, John Patrick. His impressive performances as a Southpaw earned him a spot on the Great Britain, <laughs> Great Britain boxing team in February 2021. He currently fights in the featherweight category and trains at the English Institute of Sport in Sheffield. JP has competed internationally with fights in Macedonia, Finland and Spain. He joins us today after having recently completed a 10-day high-altitude training camp in the US. JP, welcome to the What Your Friends Know podcast. Thank you for having me on. As we spoke about the difference between a professional boxer and an amateur boxer. Because you'd think that amateur boxer would be someone who just does it for fun yeah. and a professional would be someone who does it as a career, but you're a career boxer, yeah, but you're still called an still amateur under, boxer. If someone asked me what I would say amateur boxing, amateur's not the best no. saying for someone who's like a high, well, on GB, so it's a, um, it's, it's a hard one because professional boxing, anyone, well, not Jake Paul. Yeah, He can count YouTuber. himself as a professional boxer. Where, like, amateur boxers, it don't get enough credit what it deserves, mm. I don't think. Just the general public, if you say you're an amateur boxer, they just think you're a beginner, yeah. it's a hobby. But then when you look at someone like myself, I'm probably, like, sort of at the pinnacle of amateur boxing. Like, you mm. can't get much better than being on GB, GB so... And so you are our first London-born guest on the podcast. Yeah, I'll take that one. <laughs> what was it like growing up in London? Because it's easily one of the most like, recognisable cities. Yeah. Uh, well, growing up for me, I don't know when people know, they can say they've had an art hard up. I've probably won, well, I would say one of the best. Like, I've had got everything I've sort of wanted. I've got like all my family, like we're all close, so... I'd say I've had a really good upbringing in that sort of terms, like, and being in London, obviously, there's so much things to do, mm. like, playing football, like, loads of parks, so I'd say, yeah, my, my upbringing was perfect, really. Well, you have five sisters and yeah. a brother, yeah. which is an incredible amount of siblings. <laughs> what was it like growing up with five sisters? Well, that's why I boxed. <laughs> that's where I got my fighting from, I guess. But um, no, it was like we're all, uh, even now, everyone's like pretty close. Like we're all like get on. You guys it's close not, in age? Me and my brother, there's like, I'd say he's like 32 when I'm 23. Okay. So there's like, there's gaps. Is he the oldest sibling and you're the youngest? No, nah, there's like older than him. Really? Yeah. Wow, okay. He, My oldest sister's guessing 35 right. I, I actually wow. don't know and the you're, ages. you are the youngest yeah I'm the youngest right. 23 but then I've got a sister a year above me okay then like three years and four years then it's my brother wow yeah so consistently yeah so uh yeah it's um fun house though like quite busy yeah 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 well yeah like none of us live there no more mm. like at my parents oh, house wow that must be but like I'm, I'm there every day like mm. well I'm sure I've got two sisters that live like a bit of, not a, like an hour away so they don't obviously come all the time but they come as much as they can but uh everyone else so well me my brother most of my sisters like we're always in and out the house every day you guys would have had to have like a a massive table if you wanted to have like a family dinner like your christmases yeah. and they're oh, only yeah, gonna get bigger Christmas, yeah. like as well, you all have kids they have got i've got um six nephews six one nephews niece. yeah They'd be kind of not close in age to you, but like, I mean, probably like how many years between you and the nephews are 15? Well, the oldest nephew is 18, so I'm closer <laughs> in age with him 
when we were growing up, obviously I, my brother, but he was a, a lot older. Yeah. So like when I could say I was 11, 12, he was obviously a lot older going yeah. up, whatever he's doing. Wow. So I was always like, I've grown up with my nephew. Mm. Where so it was like that's so cool. Though. I've sort of ha- been like the bigger brother. We've like we've had a good upbringing. Yeah. yeah. And what what would be one of your like earliest memories of growing up? I don't know. Just how busy the house was really. Mm. Like when you go back now, it's sort of it's quiet. But then when we are together, it's like it sort of brings back like the old times when we all did used to just live in the one house. Yeah. God, so, breakfast yeah, must yeah, be so intense. Yeah. We sort of had to fight for breakfast. Yeah. Really. But. Uh, yeah, everything was fun, really. When you look back at it, you'd literally it was blow good. through like a whole thing of bread, a whole box of yeah. cereal, like two well, things of milk. My mum's shopping is like, if you ask any of my family, my mum's shopping's like, wow. But even now, like, it's still, I think she still thinks we all live there, like, oh. and she's one of them mums, like, if you say you like something, yeah, you'll she come has home to, to like, like you'll come home and it's like, she'll go, oh, I'll pick these up, and it's like, she's got like 10 packets of literally. it, and it's like, oh, no. All my family, like my sisters and brother, we all know like not to say it in front yeah. of my mum because trigger her to Yeah, go. she'll literally go out and the prime drink at the minute. Yeah, my nephews are not like. Oh no! Well, one of my nephews is like, and my niece, she's what they're all like obsessed yeah. with it. Every kid under yeah. like twelve would like go insane. But then there's my mum like on the hunt for them because like, they've just come out in Sainsbury's. So she's like, she's literally been driving to different Sainsbury's wow. to pick them up. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah. I actually only knew about them because I'd go into a supermarket and see a sign and be like, we do not sell Prime here. Like, Prime is not oh, being sold. It's, it's like, crazy geez. how that drink. Even when I went to America for the training camp, yeah. I, had to, I, I brought loads back for them. God. And so you're pretty competitive. Would you yeah. say that you got... Who did you get your competitive spirit from? Or was it kind uh, of just naturally born out of being? Yeah, I think, I think it's... Because we've got a big family, it's one wants to do better than the other in like a good sort of way. Because, like, I would say it's more from my dad, sort of, we've got a competitive. But, like, growing up with my nephew, uh, obviously my brother, some of my sisters are quite competitive as well. Like, it could be the silliest of things, but it's always nice to do one better than someone else. Yeah. So I think that's where I've got my competitive from. Are they quite sporty, your siblings? Sisters or brother? Sisters? Uh, Not, like, none of them no more, but... uh, like, when they were at school, I think they'd done, like, cross-country. Right. And that sort of stuff. Or football. Classic. I'm not too sure. But uh, not no more anyway. When you look back at your childhood, do you think that you can remember any, like, significant role models that you had in your childhood? So when I was younger, I never really would say I looked up to anyone because everything I'd done, it was out of enjoyment. Mm. So, like, playing football, well, I'm sure every kid growing up who plays football they want to be like before boxing I wanted to become a footballer but I never like looked at someone to be like I want to be like them it Mm. was more I just want to play football yeah so I've never really I wouldn't say I've had a role model when I was growing up obviously I've looked at loads of people like I want to be a footballer but that could be literally anyone yeah so yeah I wouldn't say I really have a role model when I was growing up yeah, honestly, I feel like that's a question that a lot of like athletes and stuff get asked. But to be fair, I don't think if someone asked me that question, I'd really know what to say. Yeah, yeah. Some some people look up to people, but I don't really. Even now, like when people say, "Oh, who do you look up to?" Yeah, it's like, yeah, I, what? But I don't like want to be them or like. Mm. Of course, I watch fighters who I like and that, but it's not like. I'm literally, like, looking up to them, like, yeah. that sort of thing, or trying to get motivation from them. Like, oh, so I think you, I get you, it from myself sort of thing. Right. That was one of my questions, is that it's really beneficial maybe for people who aren't athletes and yeah. just need motivation to, like, go to the gym or work a bit harder in their job or something. They would look up to someone who's sort of doing it consistently every day and, like, admire that person. Yeah. But do you think that you said that you sort of only look within you for your own, like, motivation? Yeah, like, everything's down to you. Of course, you need... You might get a little bit of motivation like I could scroll on my phone you listen to like a motivational speeches yeah obviously motivating but really it's just how much you want it like that's how I sort of look at it anyway and what do I want in life like Mm. obviously I want to succeed so me staying at home ain't gonna do any good from that so boxing's my job now so 
that's that's sort of my motivation. Mm. Do you think that maybe because you grew up in a culture of like football culture in the UK is like unmatched anywhere else yeah. in the world? It's yeah, like it's religion. Massive. Yeah, yeah. I and think, even I'm people. Sure every youngster growing up, even girls now, I think mm. everyone plays football when they were kids. Yeah, well, it's the most played sport in the world. Yeah. And then you think of England sort of being, um, you know, forget like Spain and everything, but England's kind of like the epicenter of yeah, football. Yeah, yeah um, definitely. And being a football fan yourself, do you think that was sort of like motivational as well? Yeah, in your young like, age? I think for me, it was like I, I wanted to be successful, whether it was football or boxing. Like everything I do, I've always wanted it. Like it's, I think it's the competitive I've got in me. Yeah. I even, like, I play golf. I've played golf since I was, like, 11 or 12. Like, everything I've done, I've done it since I was a kid. So I've been... I think when you're a kid, you sort of pick up things more easy. Mm. So, like, I'm a good golf, good golfer, I think. I would say I'm a good footballer still to this day if I could what play. What position did you play? I was a left wing, and you, then I got dropped to left back. So oh, I was a bit of a defender. That's tough. Quite small for a defender, but... Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was a left back, but um, like yeah, like football, tennis. I've always played with mm. my dad. Obviously, not no more. But um, when when I was younger, we used to go to the Virgin Gym outdoor tennis course. We used to play all the time. It weren't just like a little rally. Like it, yeah, it was it always like yeah, blood, yeah. sweat, and tears. It could kick off and it like rackets are being thrown and that. So yeah. we've always had like a competitive where. I've always had that thing of wanting to win and I think that's sort of being brought into life as well. Mm. Do you think that it's competitiveness is something that you're born with? Because it used to like baffle me. I used to do like sports in school. But some I remember some people just did not have a single competitive bond yeah, in their body and I, just didn't enjoy it. And it's just like, it used to like baffle me, but it's I think it clearly means that it's something that you're like born with or not. Yeah, uh, well, for I think it's hard to say for others, but... I've always wanted to win with my family. So I've just known be competitive, mm. no matter what it is. Like, do, do do your best sort of thing and win sort of thing. Not in a way where, like, be a sore loser. Obviously, don't like losing, but I think it, everything I've done is, like, I've wanted to be good at it or win. Mm. So, yeah, I would say it's sort of born into you. Yeah. Well, it's just your environment you're around. Like, yeah. obviously, my family's big, so it's, like, just getting one over on them mm. is, like, a bonus. So. And they're probably, comp like, competitive. When one person's competitive and they're trying to compete, they need an opponent. Yeah, like, you yeah, probably yeah, had, yeah, a, like, a bunch of people yeah, who are more than one. Yeah, I've had a big one. family, so it's, like... Who are older I've, as well. Yeah, I've been brought up where it's, like, always competing mm. with each other, where I think, the pe obviously, I can't speak on their behalf, but... If I looked at them, if they ain't got that competitive around them, they're not going to be competitive. Like, they're yeah. not going to care about winning or losing. Yeah. But just say, if I had a kid or I would like them to be like me. It's because like, you can relate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'd like them to do whatever they want to do, but just do it. Be good at yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, be good at it. Or Definitely. So your dad was a boxer. Yeah. And so was that how you were introduced to the sport? Uh, no, um, it was actually my mum who first took me to a boxing gym. My mates, he was going to the boxing gym, his mum was taking him, so somehow I was I started going, I managed to stick at it. I was, at, I was actually at my old, like the gym I was going to was my dad's old amateur gym. That's so cool. Yeah, so... Uh, That's really special. Yeah, so... Um, my mum obviously said, oh, he's been going, like, he's enjoying it. So he he obviously, he didn't take me at first. Not that uh, he, like, he just didn't think nothing of it. He thought I was just training. Mm. But he, one day he did come down, and I think he he must have seen I was half all right at it. So um was there for a bit, and uh, we moved on to a different gym, Hooks ABC. Mm. That was just in Park Royal, yeah, across the really road. Close to him. Yeah, so I start then went there and sort of was there for throughout my junior career. 
Mm. And so what, what age was that that you started? 10? 10, yeah. Started, first walked in when I was 10. That's so young. Yeah, so I was still playing football at the time. Right. Like, at the time it was just, like I said, I've played most sports, so mm. it was just... It was just another sport for me. Natural. Yeah, yeah. Not, I, uh, yeah, I would say natural, but it was just, it was just another thing I could do, like instead of football or Activity playing golf. Yeah, yeah, I could, yeah. So. And so, did you start? Did you start to f- like have? Do you call them fights? What do you yeah. call them fights? fights? Yeah. Um. What? How soon after you starting did you have your first fight? Uh, I think you can't. So, I'm sure it's 11 or 12, you can't, like, that's when you can first have your fight. Right. Uh, so, literally, as soon as I could, that's when, because before that, you spar. Right. So, it's just like, it's, it's not like fighting, but technically, it is, but proper fights, winner or loser, is when you're 11 or 12, I'm pretty sure. Oh, okay. So, that's when I had my first. Did you feel any pressure for that or were you just sort of really excited to get it? Yeah, it was it? like, when it was your first fight, you just thought it was like, because there was quite a few of us from the gym as well, boxing on the show. Mm. It was like, it was sort of like quite fun. Like, you just you turn up to the venue, like you weigh in. I actually oh, remember, really? Yeah, That's so, it so was like, sweet. Oh, you were seeing 12 year olds. 11, like... yeah. Yeah. Uh, I actually weighed in 29.9 kilos. No That's way. the one thing I remember it's from It's like the, the weight of like a small dog, yeah, basically. I was tiny. Uh, and like where it was, there was a Mac, McDonald's across it. So mm. it's like everything was just like fun. Like you just enjoyed it. Obviously, the fight, I lost. Nice. Sort of got like a bit beaten up. But <laughs> walked out like crying. Yeah. <laughs> like sobbing. Wow. Uh, but then... Luckily, I had a fight a week later, which I think was probably the best thing because I think I sort of didn't box for a while. I probably, not that I wouldn't have, but it might have played on my head. Right, yeah, like getting back on the horse kind of situation. Yeah, yeah, and it's not like a, like I said, I love winning, so sort of like a spoiled mentality. You take the loss not Yeah, if you're not good at it, it's like, I'm not doing it no (laughs) more. Like, I give up, but... um, yeah, boxed the next week and I won, so I love. I just carried on since. And so then, what do you think one of, was one of the biggest challenges that you faced in like the early years of your boxing career? I think when I was a kid, it was like it was a hobby. Like even I, I've boxed at like the highest level. Like I've been, I've boxed like. The boys that I've did box, they've become like national champions. Like oh. I think I've boxed at the highest level I can so and it was like of course we're kids so it was like you go out there and enjoy it so mm. I wouldn't say I've I had like a low when I was a kid obviously like losing losing in like the nationals and everything that's probably but it's still when was that uh, like you you have nationals every year oh, okay. so it's like every year it's like juniors like schoolboys. Then it goes juniors, then it goes youths, then it goes seniors. Mm. So, like, you, every year you sort of compete to become basically number one. Right. Funny enough, I've actually never won a national title. Really? Yeah. Oh, like, no. So I'm on GB and I've uh, I've never won a national oh, title. Oh, no. Does that yeah. mean you've come, like, second a few times or yeah, what? Yeah, yeah. So... Uh, That's a horrible stat. Na- I've been to, like... Na- yeah, so I've been... It's, uh, it's a weird one. Well... Form, like when I was thinking about it, like I'm on GB and I've like I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad yeah. thing because GB like, is like no yeah, they yeah. clearly don't care but, but um, yeah so I've got to finals etc but I don't know what I've just never won oh that's but, well I say I've never like you've won bo- but not... in boxing like there's a lot of corruption not really? yeah so like there'll be people that go like I won but I lost you know like. So one of the finals, like the senior ABAs, I thought I won, mm. but I didn't get the decision. Yeah, so because it's, like, it's not actually yeah, clear yeah. who wins or not. Yeah, so it's like when you say that to someone, they're like, "Yeah, but you lost." Yeah. But it's like if you if I showed you the video, and I didn't show you the result, and I said who won, mm. like honestly, that's kind of not so. to not to compare your career to the Tommy Fury and Jake Paul fight, but like you watch it, if you watched it, Tommy clearly won basically yeah. every round apart from one. 
but then one of the judges yeah, scored yeah, that he exactly. won, and it was like, sorry, like there's absolutely no yeah. way you could. And it's like for people who are just normal boxing fans, they think like, yeah, it, it don't look good on the sport. Like right. it looks like the probably the most known one was Mick Condon in the Olympics. Mm. Where he, I think he boxed Russia, and it was like he won, like he he clicked, and yeah. but he like he done like a massive, like he stuck his finger, like took his top off in the middle of the ring, stuck his fingers up, done done an interview saying like boxing's corrupt, like yeah, and he actually got like big from just doing that, really, Wait, like it ruined his Olympics, yeah, but like from that it sort of when he turned over, he sort of like everyone knew him because mm. of it. Not saying he wouldn't have because he's a good fighter, fighter. but. Like, there's just so much corruption in boxing. Yeah. Not just the judges, like, everything. They're going to train in Kazakhstan. And... I don't know what it's like. Yeah. But, uh, How long's the flight? I think it's, like, six or seven hours. Okay. So It's well, not too bad. Yeah, yeah, kind of. I don't like flying, but uh, Kazakhstan, like, they produce, like, top top fighters. Right. So, what do you not like about flying? Oh, I was just, <laughs> I've just had a... Bad experience? I'm, not even a bad experience. I've just had, since I was a kid. Was it? But uh, I used to watch, like, do you ever remember a program? Like Snakes like, on a uh, No, not, <laughs> I like that film, but uh, Airplane Crash Investigation. Oh, Have yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to watch that. Like, I was, before I even flew, wow. I was, like, obsessed with the program. And then, like, our first holiday, I went. we went Turkey, like, all my family. I'm, like, buzzing. As we took off, it like, as I think I was 11 or 12, as we took off, I just started crying. Like, oh every flight, I just hate. You set yourself up for failure yeah. with that. We wouldn't be able to, like, New Zealand has some of the worst, like, we have this place called Wellington, which is, like, some of the worst um, winds, like, in the Southern Hemisphere. And the planes, they oh, get yeah, their best no. pilots to land there. Yeah, I've, but, no, like, no way. I would never. You have to have a strong stomach to, yeah. to land there. Even when I was flying back from Barcelona, you know, they do the tunnel with, um, uh, pretty, like, it's going to take, blah, oh, blah, yeah. blah, we're going to be taking, and it was like, oh, we might have a few turbulence. Yeah. And I was like, I looked, and I'm <laughs> like, why would they say that? Like, <laughs> how do you know? Like, and then as we took off, it's like dropping, I'm like squeezing the chair, like, I do, oh, I just hate flying. That's like, especially so them small planes. Oh. Yeah. They're the ones. I just have blind faith that, like, you know, the chance of you actually dying in a plane crash is so low. Yeah, but if it does go wrong, you're But you're fucked. dead. Like, yeah, you exactly. know, it's not like so you're going to... like, if it does go wrong, it's like... It's not yeah. like a little if car If it does go wrong, where... it goes very wrong. Yeah. And if you could have a training camp anywhere, where would it want to be? Uh, Did you like the States? Yeah, yeah, the States was really... Not... It was uh, Colorado Springs, so, mm. like, the views, like, everything. It was like, it's like high altitude as well. Harder to breathe and that, so it gets you a lot fitter. So I really enjoyed that. How did you find the first few weeks of training there? Or first few days of training yeah, there? Yeah, I was, in high it was altitude? only there 10 days and it was like the first few days we didn't obviously. So we got there, say like Sunday. Our first spa wasn't until like Wednesday or Thursday. So we had like a couple of days to get used to everything. But like just being on the bags or going for a run. Yeah. It was like, <laughs> you literally felt unfit. Like, Did you run on the treadmills or could you run outside? Uh, We'd done a run outside, like around this lake where it was frozen over, but it was just like a steady run. Mm. Although, you like, going out there, we were fit. But just, got, like, out wow. there, it was like, oh, I, feel, I don't feel right here. It was, it was a bit mad. And but the facilities would have been cool. It. Yeah, yeah, the facilities, like, um, not like the rooms and that. It was just basic. It was like literally like a boarding school, right? But like for athletes. athletes. So it was like the canteen, like the food. It was like lovely. Like every morning you could go down, like also have their spread, but you could like fill in a sheet. And like every day, I was getting like a fresh omelet. Like yeah. Anything I wanted, like. That's so cool. So it was good for that sort of thing. And like boxing, the facilities are like. Really good. Were the US people training with you? Yeah, yeah, you? that's obviously why we like. So we went over to train with the USA team. Okay. So it was sort of like we were sparring them. Right. So it was like high, like top quality. That's interesting that you'd go train, sort of train with people that you're, and you're gonna end up competing against. Yeah. yeah. Or is yeah. that kind of normal? No, it is pretty normal because it's like. Everything's just a sort of like experience, really. Like even going Kazakhstan, we're gonna be 
going over there to train with the Kazakhstan team, mm. like their national team. So it's like... Is it a big a bit, team, the Kazakhstan team? Yeah. Wow. Like they're, they're, they're probably like one of the biggest teams. Like they just got loads. I need a... And it's like just different... Like when you go over there, like you see different things. Like even in Europe, like I've never been to Kazakhstan, so I'd, obviously I'm going there, so I'll see it. But you just do different types of training. Like mm. in USA, we was like doing some weird, not weird training, but it was like one morning we got up. It weren't like sparring or boxing, but it was like you were in some hall and it was like just an hour of like like a bit of wrestling then on your feet like then a what bit of it? shadow but like it was, it was like different so it was like good sort of you just learn different things off different sort of mm. people because there's a many different types of like martial arts yeah do you ever have you ever been interested in any other than boxing <laughs> no like i think boxing's like the ultimate brutal no yeah i'll say i'll say i enjoy boxing but like <laughs> mma ufc You'd hope so. uh like i'm that rolling around, being like suffocated, <laughs> I don't it enjoy looks that. Yeah, even like the injuries they get, like I just don't Con- oh, like kick when in. Conor McGregor's like shin got. Yeah, I don't that like was all intense. that stuff. Even no. like their ears, like they get funny Ew, they're ears. They're so ugly as well. Rates. Not yeah. ugly, but you know, different. Um, wow, that's really cool. And so, what would you think your highlight of that trip was? Best part of the US training camp. Uh, well. Tra- the training obviously was good, but uh, we went to like the shooting range. Oh that yeah! That was like obviously I've never fired a gun, so that was quite fun. Like, and then uh, on one of the rest days, me and some of the boys we went and played golf. Oh fun! So we had like a round of golf. That was nice. Like, it's nice that they let it. you sort of have that freedom, I guess, because yeah, you're not but, like an eighteen-year-old. Like, you should. Yeah, be able yeah, to exactly. Have... Like we're grown adults. Like, mm. they know we're not going to take the piss and that. So. We just went, yeah, played go- golf was probably the best thing. Like, the views and that, it was, like, it's just crazy, like, surrounded by mountains. Yeah, no, it's a it's beautiful really nice. part of the world. And do you, when you spar, when you train, do you stick exclusively with the people that are within your, like, featherweight category? Yeah, like, so you sort of spar, like, basically your sort of weights. Mm-hmm. Obviously, no one sits on... Like, I fight at 57 kilos. I don't sit on... I don't expect anyone to sit on their weight. So it's like, yeah, you spar within your fighting Mm -hmm. weight. But someone might be, like, slightly larger or something. Yeah, yeah, someone could be... On the day. Yeah, yeah. But it's like, they fight at 57, so they're 57. Yeah. That's how you look at it. Right. You took a year off between ages 16 and 17. What do you think the main reasons for that was? But when I look back now, it was I wasn't enjoying boxing. But at the time, I thought it was... So we was in Park Royal, mm-hmm. the Hooks gym there, and it was massive, like, it was huge. And it was, like, a it was a normal gym as well. So, like, my dad was oh, cool. a member there. So, like, he would do his bit, come in, watch us spar, really go cool. back, do his thing. So that was, like, a proper good gym. And then we moved, like, across the A40, um, and it was smaller... So I sort of made a thing where it was like I I weren't enjoying it because of this gym. Mm. Uh, so I moved to Del Youth, where I am under now. That's where my brother was at the time, Del Youth. Um, went there, sort of said, yeah, I like it here. I think I had one fight, uh, lost, and that's where I sort of made the yeah. made my mind up. Well, I, I don't actually want to do it no more. Fair. So out of everything it was I just didn't didn't enjoy it it was at a time as well like when you're 16 your little year like year 10 11 like yeah. finishing school so like you get your license well, I don't know if London's probably different but yeah, you get your so license you get like freedom and yeah so at that age it was like you're leaving school or whatever so it's like your mates start going out drinking mm. like partying whatever they're doing and it's like you're missing out to go do how boxing. intense was your training at that point? Like, how yeah, frequently it, were you training? Yeah, well, when I was at Hooks, it was, like, it was Monday, Wednesday, Friday. But then, like, when you was, like, 30, not like he said, but 13, 14, like, 15, it sort of just become a thing where I was just going in every day. Yeah. Like, not that I didn't want to, like, I liked going there. 
but it was, it was I think it just come a thing where it was like every day five o'clock to after school and that right. but um we would go different gyms to spa like across London oh, cool. or out of London so like from 13 12 13, like when I was in school I remember my dad picking me up from school mm. to like travel to like East London like Repton Jesus West Ham where I'll go Pinewood Star in Bracknell right like I'll go sort of everywhere to like spa and it's like on a like Tuesday first whenever it was mm. we're driving across London like my mum would pack me lunch so as I'm driving to the thing I'll be like eating getting changed into my gym stuff and then like get out of there you're not getting home till like nine o'clock yeah and then it's like not that i didn't like it but it was like it was a lot for Mm. like a kid i would think but at the time i was enjoying it but then it would come to a point where i sort of fell out with it so you at what point in that was the grenfell tower fire was that before you took a break or after no that was after i took a break so um yeah, I took a break, went back, had a few fights and everything. And right. that's when, yeah, so um, I was about 18, 19. Right. So, like, once you'd come back. Yeah. So, if people aren't familiar, it's the the Grenfell Tower Complex was a 24-story building um, in West London. West London? Yeah. yeah. And there was a fire that broke yeah. out. And it, basically, the whole tower, like, crumbled because it was really poorly built. And then um, 27 people died, and it was a really significant thing in the history of London yeah. because I think that it was handled really badly. Or, um, but, yeah, your, well, but your boxing gym was in the, yeah, in the like, building. Well, we was before, like, years ago, when I actually wasn't at Dell Youth then, but my brother was, so, like, I'd still go down, like, m- me and my dad would just go down and watch and whatever. It was literally right at, right at the bottom. Jeez. But then they'd done, like, a refurbishment where that's where all that cladding, like, mm. they put all cladding on, and then we had, like, a brand-new gym, everything, like... It was the bottom floor, but it was, like, the first floor because right. the ground floor was just, like, a... So we had a new gym and everything, and then it was, like, a little while later, mm. everything just went up. Did the whole... So did the gym itself go up in flames as well? Yeah, yeah, like, we was, like... I don't know what, what floor the fire was on, but right. basically everything got destroyed. Wow. And so you had a gym rebuilt after that. And you did you stick with that? Or you weren't at the gym at the time? No, no. I was, when uh, the it went up in flames, I was... You were? Like, right. at Del Youth. Well, I was literally training the night before. So it was either we trained Tuesdays, Thursdays, Sunday mornings, like the seniors, Del Youth. Mm. So it was either... Was it a Friday or I when? I don't have that information. Like, but it would have been one of, like, yeah. I remember just waking up. Not that, like, you just look on your phone and it's like, oh, there's, like, oh, we've gone. I think it was on the news, also it was on the it news, but going downstairs and it was like, there was a building on fire, but you don't think, and then, like, when you actually think, it was like, like that's the, that's where Del Youth is. Mm. So it was a bit of a crazy sort of moment. God, yeah, that would have been so intense. And then afterwards your club moved across the street, was it? Uh, we moved to like a car park. Oh yeah. Uh, I actually enjoyed it there. The only thing was uh, there weren't winter. no heating. Yeah. So like during the winter it was like freezing, but it was like a whole floor, and it, That's was, cool. it was like it was huge. So uh, we moved there. I also like I said I liked it there, but then I actually forgot what the program was called. But it's like this build, like this guy who like builds. Oh, I like thought, a TV show that yeah, they yeah, like, Oh, like, cool. So they done like a t- TV show and, and then we got like built a brand new gym. Oh, we have like the block in New Zealand. All right. Yeah. That's yeah, what ours is called. If, but it's like, it was like a, they basically done a TV show like building us a new gym. That's really cool. So you can find and, that. Yeah, I might look yeah. that up actually. That's cool. Uh, and there's like next door to our new gym now, there's like a community, like they done a community centre. Right. So like, they did sort of, obviously they don't, take away the fact mm. that like people lost their lives and that but yeah yeah they gave us a new gym there's like community center they really like, supported from, you after yeah that. from uh i'm not from labrick grove so i'm from obviously elin but uh i felt like from that obviously i don't know before but i feel like they have labrick grove have a really strong community mm. 
and like everyone got together, like literally everyone, not wow. just from Del Youth, like everywhere. People helped as much as they can, so mm. I think it's like quite strong. No, that's like cool. even having that community, and so next door, you see people in and out. Like everyone's always in there or helping. Mm. Like it's, you can see it's a good community. A lot of like humanity arises from situations like that. Yeah, like it's yeah. pretty cool to see. Obviously, it's very tragic, but. Um, and so then when was it that you attended your first like GB trial? When was that sort of given to you as like an option or something you could yeah, um, so achieve? Basically to get a GB assessment, you've, <laughs> you've either got to win the nationals. The oh, senior, senior, Yeah, I didn't obviously win them. But unless you like do well in them or whatever, like I did, like, like I will still pull it to this day. I know I won. Yeah. Like, yeah. But uh, obviously, I don't know what the coaches think, but I'm guessing they thought mm. the same, or I just held a good account of myself. So that's how I got the assessment. But before that, I got um, so you got GB, but like you got in like England as well. Mm. So I got picked a box for England. Wow. Oh. Uh, against Germany, that was sort of like my England debut sort of thing. When was that? 2019 like before okay. covid wow so but like i won and everything but it was a, a sort of bit of a scary moment probably the scariest in my sort of career where i've got rushed hospital well they thought i had bleeding to the brain in but obviously it weren't that but at the time like so i've boxed uh, after you'd won they did that yeah yeah like after i've won obviously i'm on like i'm buzzing and everything but then like as everything settles down, like I've got changed, and I remember the venue. It was like, it was a proper, real nice venue and everything. But like the lights, so it was dark outside the ring, mm. but really light inside the ring. <laughs> yeah, literally like how it is now. But um, so uh, I remember just sitting down, and I've had it before where my eyes start closing, like because oh I've God. I fainted before and I my eyes started closing. I, I don't know whoever was next to me. I was like, I can't see. So my brothers like took me out, like we think, and I've like collapsed, sort of thing. Jeez. Obviously, he's got like carried me, but I thought it, like it was just a thing That's where it so was scary. like you got, I just got all hot. It was like, uh, so that happened. Um, sat down, drinking water and everything, and uh, I was like, I feel fine now. Uh, this was like 10 20 minutes later or whatever so i've started walking again it's happened again but then i've like got sick so no i've got sick first and then i've li like i've Jesus. nearly fell again i mean i'm sure uh, they have paramedics there for yeah this yeah reason. Uh, nearly fell again so my brother's caught me again and then uh got taken outside uh there was the, there was doctor ringside mm. paramedics etc uh so they've done whatever and they've like these because I had, like, a bruise, like, behind my ear. Does that mean he hit you there? Yeah, yeah. Like, I remember, it, like... Isn't during, that, like, illegal? Yeah. But, like, during the fight, I I remember he kept... Like, I don't remember him hitting me there. full on. But I remember him, like, kept hitting me behind my head. And I I know one point, I sort of felt like I lost my balance. Obviously, mm. like, behind your ear, there's, like, a... It's sense like of, yeah, like, it's your balance sort of thing, so... I remember just sometimes, like, I felt like I've... But everything was fine. Like, I won and that. But after that happened, and then... So I got sent to hospital. God. Uh, had to have a brain scan, because I thought I had bleed into the brain. It's an MRI? Yeah, yeah. So like you get, a, you're like, in the room? Yeah, yeah, you get sent wow. in the tunnel. So like, Is that right after you'd won? And you were yeah, probably yeah, like, I've literally had to get, get, yeah, like, yeah. So I've literally uh, got rushed to hospital sort of thing. I've had, like... I had a lot of people there. Because it was mm. only, I, think, I forgot where it was. But it weren't far from, like, it was like an hour and a half from where right. I am. So I had quite a lot of people there. And it was like, I'm oh getting God. rushed to hospital. So they're like, what's going on? Yeah. But they're obviously worried. But it was only my brother and dad that come to the hospital. And it was like, at the time, I didn't care. But it was like, probably for them, it was like. Big deal. Yeah. I mean, yeah. But when I injuries. look back, obviously, it was like, no, that was scary. And mm. it was like. That's the one time where, like, my dad's never sort of, like, we're not, like, that emotional sort, but he, like, looked at me and was like, do you really want to do this boxing, like? Wow. Like, that's the first time I think he sort of got a bit worried about 
mm. like boxing, but also like everything was fine. Yeah. But like that was probably a scary. I'm sure that. Oh yeah, that's that's the understatement. That yeah. is terrifying. Yeah. Has has that been like your worst injury that you've gotten from boxing? I wouldn't say like in I've, the scariest moment in my career. Like, right. I've had like operations on my hand. So I'd say that's probably the thing, but the scariest moment was probably my, and it was mad because it was like my England sort of date. Like, yeah. it's like the, the one you remember. And of course, I'm going to remember it now. Yeah. And I still, like, if someone said, like, I remember being in the hospital and the mum's like, oh, you boxed and everything. And I was like, yeah, but I still won. Yeah. Like, I had to tell <laughs> yeah. them every time. Like, Clarify, they thought I got like knocked I out. Yeah. yeah. I think they thought I got knocked out, but it was like, I got rushed hospital, but like I still, still won. won. Yeah, I still won. So the opponent would have been like, ah, "I tried this, tried <laughs> yeah. to get him, didn't work." Do you reckon he was trying to play dirty, or do you reckon it was unintentional? Uh, yeah, like he was, he was an experienced fighter. Right. Like, okay. He Just seemed a lot then. older than right. me. Like that, I was nineteen. Yeah, I was nineteen, or maybe just turned twenty. So I was like. Mm. I was still a bit sort of kid, young, yeah, yeah. Where he like, like he was like a full-on man. I think it was just more he knew what to sort of do to like mm. try and, but obviously it, it didn't work because he didn't win. But yeah, it sort of did work because I got rushed off. But. Literally. And so, how long after that were you sort of able to celebrate? Uh, were you out of hospital pretty soon, or was yeah, you like, in there I remember bit? getting out of hospital like free. No, I didn't celebrate it that way, but like three in the morning. But I remember just going back to the hotel, right? And a couple people stayed, like not not because of like my sort of, but mm. they were drinking, so like they're like steaming, like. So, but obviously, I just wanted to get home, so yeah, got home the next day. Celebrate, yeah. How would you celebrate typically? Because you're still, you'd still have to be on like quite a tight like diet and everything like that. Nah, not like well, <laughs> nah. not not like the first day, like after you box, it's like the first thing you think of is food. Like, really, what like, would you be your go-to uh, after you've just imagine like the next fight you have, you win. Imagine. I it's mad because it's like you get different cravings every time. Right. But it's like I just get I just go greedy. Like people don't realize. <laughs> like I think all fifty-seven kgs is not that yeah, heavy. So but I like... think all um, people who make weight, like they just like it's mad how our um, like minds work with food. Yeah. Well, that's what I wanted to talk about. So, you would you say that that's the most difficult part of your training? Yeah. Making course. weight. Yeah, because like people think the amount of training we do, like we can eat loads mm. but it's like when you're cutting weight it's like you keep the intense training up but you sort of got to restrict your calories yeah etc so it's like sort of training on not i wouldn't say nothing because it's like you got to fuel your body right yeah. but it's like you can't fuel as much as you want to so which is, goes against like all like i'm sure you have physios there yeah yeah like, you know like Argh. i don't know like my nephew's um he plays for Redden. Oh, so nice. it's like he like when he he sort of basically similar ways like that's his job. So he's like an athlete as mm. well. But it's like he like before a game like they can fuel up on pasta. Yeah, they like, have they, to. Yeah, yeah, they have to. Where it's like if you looked at it, it's like we should be doing the exact same because mm. we're doing a combat sport. But it's like we literally like cutting out carbs, cutting water. Like it's just crazy what like combat sports do to has, make a weight yeah has there ever been any attempt to sort of make it um so then people fight at their more natural weights or uh, is it do you just get such a benefit from being so low body nah, fat? I, I don't think it's a benefit but it's um like when you're a kid you just weigh whatever yeah. you weigh but as you get more serious it's like you could be a weight and it's like yeah drop down to that like before i was 57 i actually used to box at 60 Right. But then for the senior ABAs, what I got the assessments for, we decided to go in at 50. It was, it was, it's 50, it was 56, but this was when I was 19. So I was walking around at like 59 and a half, like, so 56. So it was only like three, mm. three, three, four kilos. So it's not major when you like sort of 
proper watch what you eat. Yeah. So that weren't too That's bad. That's like water weight, maybe. Yeah, yeah. But as obviously I've got older, I'm like sticking to the same weight. It's like, it's got harder. So do people progress as they get older? Or do you sort of reach a point where you're not? Where you don't, you, like, would you say when you were 19, did you ever consider as you got older that you'd progress up the weight categories? Oh, um, or do people do that or no? It's a, as an amateur, it's hard because it's like, well, being on GB, it's like you get, I got my assessment at 57. So yeah. it's like, you you will, you got your assessment at 57, not 64 or 60. Do you know, like. Yeah. So they so have, they have one spot at, for yeah, you. Yeah, you're good at that way. Right. Okay. So it's like, I didn't get on GB because I'm 60 kilo or whatever. Mm. I got on because I boxed at that way. I done well. Obviously, when you get on, it's like, I've been on, obviously, COVID happened as well. So my first assessment was actually towards the end of COVID. It was still COVID, but it was at the time when elite sports were allowed to train. So that's when they when, were allowed to train? Yeah, yeah. So that was my first assessment. Because, yeah, so ABAs happened. Got picked for England, had that. Uh, and then if just right before COVID, I was doing the ABAs again, but I was doing it at 60. So that's oh, when I did, because we okay. thought like 56 is way too much now. Mm. We moved up to 60. Uh, ABAs didn't happen, like COVID. So that didn't happen. But then lockdown happened. Uh, right. But then obviously we got the emails about GB assessment. So I've had to like, not come down because I was like, 60 wasn't a problem back then. Mm. So uh, done the assessments and then finally got on. How many assessments did you have to do? Uh, f- three. Okay. Yeah, three assessments. Of, or, yeah, it was three. And what does an assessment usually entail? Uh, basically, literally just going in. Like when I go up Sheffield now, it's literally basically doing the same. They just want to see you train, want to see you spar. Right. So it's just like a normal week that you do with the other GB boys. Mm. And it's like... Is it quite intimidating or do they try and make it like quite... Uh, at the time you easy. think like, fucking hell, like this is... But like when you look back, it was like, it was fine. But mm. like at the time it is like, it is pretty intense because it's like, I never trained three times a day. Right. So it's like, it was hard. Three but like when I look back, the, the three times a day training, it actually wasn't that bad. Mm. But like at the time it was... When do when when would you start if you did five trainings a day, three trainings a day? Uh, so the normal day would be well. When I'm at home, it's different. But when you're in Sheffield, you wake up at seven. Do you stay in like a complex there? Yeah, like you got flats. Okay. Houses like they're all in like one little community. Sort of like, yeah, yeah. Um, so seven seven o'clock, you got to weigh in the coaches' flats. Like weigh in morning. in the morning. Yeah, every morning. Um, weigh in. Jesus. Like go back to your thing, room, and then you got to go. You got to be at the running track. Uh, at seven thirty, do your running session. Can you but, listen to music, or are they constantly talking to you? Yeah, you can do like some sessions. You can, but some there's no point because it's yeah. like sprint. Like our sessions are like really w- not weird. Like they're really good, but like we've got coaches for everything. It's not our boxing mm. coach telling us to do the runs it's a natural strength coach who knows about different runs that's amazing and it's like our sprints ain't like just go full out like we actually do like proper like percentages yeah right? like but even like the technique is like usual like we not like we run like runners but that's how they want us to get like the best out of us wow uh and obviously some days you have like real hard runs where it's like all law like just give it your all mm. and then different like we have different ones all the time uh go back have breakfast chill out and then your f- second session could either be like boxing so like pads or sparring or it could be the strength session so that's like weights sh- yeah yeah so your strength like the person who done the running he's your strength like your strength coach right like the weights and that he'll do the session Everyone's obviously different because obviously people lift different. Mm. Um, they sort of just reverse. So What's the like, main workouts that you do as to build like boxing strength? 
Uh, is it just mainly upper body? No, nah, like core, you guys do insane core workouts, don't you? Uh, yeah, like they 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 know like that's why I think being on GB like we're lucky, right? To have like like the service we sort of have on GB is like when you really look at it, it's like crazy. Mm-hmm. Like so, like the strength coach, even when I'm at home, he'll give me sessions to do. So that's it's, cool. it's like like not easy like in the way the session is mm. but it's nice to know like i haven't got to think of or haven't got to get someone in to do it mm. so like they 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 know what they're doing like they take care of you yeah yeah they look after you and everything and then obviously the boxing coaches but then you've got like nutrition like a nutritionist yeah you've got like even the background stuff like obviously you've got physio nutritionist strength and boxing like they're the main ones and you think that's more than it's enough. A whole team. But then you got like, I, I don't even know. They're, uh, like there's like a health? yeah. You got a what are they call mental them? health professional, like a know. physi, oh, psychologist. Yeah, psychologist. That's it. Uh, you got like someone called a lifestyle coach who like, who sort of just help you like with anything like oh. outside of boxing. Mm-hmm. Like could be your networking. Like it's everything on GB is like it's a service where. You literally, whatever you need or whatever you sort of asking for is like, so it's like, it is like really good to be on. Yeah. You're really, you're really selling it and making yeah, yeah. everyone want to join the DB run. I'm not that I could, but Boxing I don't, not that I need to sell it because it's like, but yeah, there's so much things in G, not just the boxing, but like the support stuff and mm. everything, like everything you can get from GB is like, when you actually yeah when you actually take a step back and look at it it's like i like it's crazy how much i can get Mm. from them what what do you go to the physio quite often or what out of those services would you probably use the most out of those Uh, like advisors you have like it's not one of them where it's like you go see them like you don't go to the physio and be like i want a massage it's not like that like but it's like they look like for example i had an operation last year last summer right um and like i've had a problem with my my thumb for ages and it's like straight not straight away but like they've obviously tried to work on it couldn't do much so i see like a specialist mm. decided we needed an operation and it was like straight away like on your thumb yeah like, like what what was wrong with it i i I mean, obviously. <laughs> Basically, every time I used to, it used to just swell up. Like I'd catch it, and it was like come out of place, sort of thing, God. and it just swell up. Like I just had problems with it because I broke it years ago, but I don't think it healed. Right. So I've always had problems with it. Um, so they've basically had to reconstruct it and that. But uh, oh, day in the life of. Oh like, yeah, 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 yeah. And so, what would you usually get up to in your rest time? Because I think that athletes. Yeah, have so a lot like you do. Obviously, three sessions a day, but you would finish early. Mm. Like, you could be done by, like, depending, but, like, three, four, five. But, right. like, there's a group, there's loads, there's all other boys and everything. So, it's, like, you you have do whatever you want sort of thing. Like, mm. li- literally whatever you want. So, some of us, we play golf, so... Do you watch the World Cup? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can imagine England, the GB team would have been really around that yeah yeah like um we obviously we weren't drinking and that but we would go to the pub uh watch the games and that but sometimes you might have time off so you could be at home or right whatever but um like we would go play golf if it's nice weather or we go to like a snooker hall play pool mm. like there's loads of things to do there's like a shopping center meadow hall is this in sheffield yeah wow but, like <laughs> sort of sick of that place now like when I'm driving home from Sheffield, I'm like, how long's the drive? to get home, three hours. Oh, okay. On a good day, sort mm. of thing. Um, and do you have the coach? Are you still with the coach now that you had when you were sort of like in nineteens and everything? Yeah, like yeah. That? So uh, like my first coach was Steve Newland. He was actually at Dell Youth, but he like split away, done whatever. So I was with him. Then when I went Dell Youth, uh, it's Mick Delaney. So that's who I'm still with now. That's a sick name. Yeah. Well, I'm sure if you ask anyone who knows about boxing, they would know Mick Delaney. Has he got quite a reputation? Good reputation? Yeah. Like, 
he's produced like loads of fighters mm. like good fighters probably the main two were George Groves James DeGale like they've come out of Del Youth oh wow so like they're like the main ones but there's like so many others and does he go to Sheffield with you no 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 like Sheffield's like so they have GB have their own coaches yeah yeah, yeah. Okay. and then obviously when I come when I'm at home I go Del Youth right. but like there was a point where like during lockdown for example my brother was training me mm. so like he helped a lot when I was doing the assessments because no Del Youth weren't allowed to be opened because yeah, it weren't elite sport mm. but I was like under elite sport so I could train so my brother like helped me a lot yeah he still you... does train me sort of because he boxed an, yeah yeah he boxed as professionally well. yeah one so he, fight two two fights but he had like that's why like boxing pro but that's how I sort of not know a lot about it but I can I've seen it mm. from my brother like it's not people think professional boxing is like you've made it yeah it's not like it's you could I'm not saying Anyone I could can, be a pro boxer yeah, tomorrow yeah, if I literally. wanted to. If you wanted, if you could sell yourself or whatever, you could be a pro boxer. But um, it's a business. Yeah. So it's like if you can sell yourself, you'll you'll do well. If you have the marketing. Yeah, yeah. And the so, funds. Yeah, yeah. Literally, like, like I said, um, the mega people they they earn loads, but mm. the people but that's like a small percentage. But the people below, like, it's it's a hard. Hard sort gig. of yeah yeah it's a hard business during covid you built yourself a home gym yeah how long did that take you to do uh, when did well, you get the idea for that well um during covid there was a i used to do roofing mm. I, well i say i used to do it i never really done it but that was my job because that's what your dad does yeah, yeah it's my dad's business like i used to work with my brother but <laughs> like I'd, i would try and get out of it as much as i could like and then uh, during COVID, you could like do one to ones. I don't know. I don't know why I thought of doing it. But I started doing uh, like one to one sessions, like fitness sessions. Yeah, yeah. Was that boxing? Was that yeah, purely yeah, boxing? boxing? I'm not a qualified PT. Yeah, PT or whatever. But I just thought oh, I know boxing. Like mm. people like boxing and everything. So I think I could sort of sell myself as well, like boxing for England, etc. And Luckily, I actually done pretty well. Mm. Like that, this was in a park, like just a normal local park. That's so cool. So I was doing like well, well enough to eventually pack in roofing. So, like I, I stopped roof. Like there was a point where I was doing PTs like early in the morning after work. Like then go do roofing. Then so Train. I was like saving because obviously you couldn't go out and that. Um, but then it got to a point where I could earn enough on the PTs mm. to stop the roofing. There's no normal gyms are open, so I come up with the idea of doing a home gym. Did you build it in the house or outside? No, nah, outside. It's like in the back of our garden. It's still there now. Wow. Yeah. What's the actual place made of? Like it's, have a it's, a, it's like a proper... It's not like a little... Like it's, a pro, it's got a ring in it. That's insane. Weights. Like, because it was like a thing where... I can train people in it, but I also can train as well. Because yeah, at the time, my brother was training me. Um, so it was like, it was a win-win sort of thing. How long did that take you to make? Uh, well, I didn't obviously build it, but build my it. dad helped me right. with that uh, sort of side to it. And he got his mate and that to build it. I think it took like a month or two. Wow. I'm guessing. Yeah. And I obviously don't do the PCs. You should host, like, underground fights, though, <laughs> yeah, and just well, make bank. All my mates always say it. It never happens. That would be, that would be <laughs> unreal, though. You could, you should seriously do that. So, yeah, it's still in the back garden and that, but it's not in use as much as it was. That's really cool, though. I think, um, did that sort of solidify your, like, commitment to making the GB team? Because I'm sure at that time, that was your, like, goal that you are working towards. Yeah, right. At the time of the train, like, one-to-ones, I was going through the assessments. When I did get picked then, it weren't like quit my job straight or like quit PT and straight away because it was like I was in Sheffield like once every other week sort of thing. So it was like I still had time. Yeah. But then as longer got on, 
obviously I get paid off GB and luckily I have like two sponsors mm. right now who like help me financially. Yeah. So I haven't really got a I haven't got a work. It's one of them where if I don't need to and I can save the energy fo- yeah, for actually focus training. on actual training. Yeah. I'd obviously do that. But I did like the one to one because it's like like you train and so on, but it's like sort of communicate like you just get to know different people yeah which i think is a good like i'm a shy person mm. technically like really i'm a shy person but once you get to know me like even when i get to know others it's like i'm actually interested in them Mm. (laughs) (laughs) you have to win his interest in them yeah well it's not like like i wouldn't just speak to some random person like other people can just speak to people randomly i'm not that sort of person but once i get to know you Mm. like I'm a lot easier to talk to him so you probably learnt a lot of life lessons during that time yeah yeah like that's really cool yeah so it was it was good they say that you like learn a lot more you absorb a lot of more information when you teach someone else so like you probably knew all this stuff already but it probably like hit a different part of your brain when you started teaching other people yeah little things like the basics Mm. then it was like when I was training I would actually go back to the basics yeah so it was like it did sort of teach me in some sort of sense like some people just done it to keep fit mm. so it was like more what just, t- what was the like demographic like what age and gender uh, were you teaching uh, literally every, like i would train any not at, like everyone like girls boys mm. uh kids um adults yeah, yeah adults wow. like they just enjoyed it as well so it was like it was it was good how it was like a variety of yeah i think the best are probably like the kids because it's like you can make it fun. Yeah. Like it hasn't got to be as intense. Like some people, not some people took it a bit serious where yeah. it was like, they thought it was like a world title fight where <laughs> it's like, it's just a training session. But with kids, it's like, you can do the boxing, but then you can like, say it was in a park or in there, got like run around, like yeah. you basically just play with them as well. Mm. So it was like good in that sort of sense. Yeah, know. some people did take it yeah. a bit too serious yeah. where it was like, you're not a boxer, so you but haven't got a... That's the thing, is that you see, we get it, like, normal people who aren't who aren't boxers get exposed to boxing through movies or, like, fights yeah. that are, like, yeah, G'd up to yeah. these massive things that, like, it's just completely normal that you'd think of boxing and think that you'd have yeah. to take it, like, you know, like the Olympics. But, um, and what do you think, do you think that in the future, like, once you finish your career in boxing, you'd want to continue coaching boxing or stay in the world uh, or not really? I wouldn't like do amateur boxing not in a way where like there's no money in it mm. like Mick Delaney he, all the amateur coaches they've done it like basically out of voluntary sort of thing wow so, and he's done it for like years mm. like so someone like him it's like he don't get the credit he deserves yeah he don't get no money from it like so what about I think a big GB coach but I don't think I could do boxing serious like i the when i retire i sort of want to like if i was financially like well off i would like to open a gym but like a like one of my sponsors box clever sports they it's like a boxer size gym oh so, so it's like anyone can go in yeah there. that's really common yeah now, yeah but um like box like, fit or yeah like, yeah, there's like yeah, nine yeah. Rounds like and... his uh his one's actually in uh notting hill Wow. Um, Peter Liggins, he uh, obviously helps me. Like he's, I'm close with him. He's got his one, and it's like it does really well. That's cool. So, like, I'd like to do something what he's doing because mm-hmm. it's like they do boxing, but it's like it's they do obviously fitness as well. So it's mm-hmm. like it's, not it's amazing fitness. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like amateur boxing is like you get time wasters. Pe- like people, some people are serious about it, mm-hmm. but then obviously you don't get paid or don't get the credit you deserve mm. so it's like maybe a bit selfish but no that's fair that's life <laughs> um and do you think you'd want to be a pro boxer one day or no yeah yeah like that's the goal in the end like at the minute my goal is obviously being on gb is the main goal is olympics mm. and that's obviously next year so hopefully like this summer the european european games hopefully i get picked for them for GB. Where is that? Where are they being held? They're in Poland, Krakow. Oh, sick. Yeah. So uh, hopefully I get picked for that at my weight. Mm. And I think if you medal, 
or if you do yeah i think it's if you medal like some weights are different but i think at my weight if you medal you qualify for the olympics so oh, that's okay. like that's the goal mm. cool. and what would you say to someone who is probably considering taking up boxing whether that's in a serious sense or like a casual sense how you promo the sport uh, like if i sort of said if a kid sort of asked me like young jp yeah uh just enjoy it like mm. i think it when you're a, when you're a kid it's like don't put too much pressure on yourself like if you don't enjoy it don't do it because it's like that's that's what i found out anyway because mm. when i didn't enjoy it it's like the worst like you don't want to train you you just if you don't give it 100 percent as well it's like it's a very hard sport to mm. like get away with like not saying football obviously if you if you're not if you don't play the best, you can still win. Yeah. Because you've got 10 other, ten other people, people to help you out where if you don't do your best in the ring, like, you get found out, mm. you, you lose. It's like, no one likes losing. So. Solo sport's quite tough. Yes, but, yeah, just just enjoy it and mm. obviously give it your all. Cool. Well, that's all I've got, all my questions. Do you have anything else you want to say? Uh, no, I'm pretty happy. Okay. Just follow the journey. Thanks. Thank you, JP, for coming on the podcast. My pleasure. Um, first boxer, first London born. Yeah, that's person. the one I like the most. London, London born? First London. Yeah.